This podcast is brought to you by MonthlyChallenge.fit. It's like Weight Watchers better help and the biggest loser had a baby. Check it out, MonthlyChallenge.fit. Today on episode number 324 of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast, if you're trying to get your Fitbit to talk to the Apple Health app, I've got a tool for that. And it turns out, ladies are starting to hit the sauce. Welcome to the Logical Weight Loss Podcast, where we take a no-nonsense approach to weight loss. We left our excuses in the past, and we've forgiven ourselves for abusing the gift that is our bodies. From this point forward, our health is more important. We will stay focused. We will stay determined. We will sacrifice now knowing that it's not going to be easy so that we can live a better tomorrow. We understand that weight loss is a marathon, not a sprint. It's about making lifestyle changes and that the only person who can stop you is you. You know where you are now and you know where you want to be. The new you begins today. Let's go. I just want to be thin. I don't deny it. Thin. I want to try it. Thin. But I can't buy it. Guess I'll have to just deny it. Thin. Not till you lie. Welcome to the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Jackson, from the school of podcasting.com, your tired host. I'll explain that in a second. But if you're new to the show, can I explain something right here, right now, up front? I am not a doctor. I'm not a trainer. Last year, I lost 30 pounds by, oh, I don't know, not eating food through my car window. Uh, I drink a ton of water, about 80 ounces a day. And I try to get at least seven hours of sleep a day. And then I also try to get 10,000 steps a day. When I do that, when I get my steps in, I watch my food, drink a bunch of water, and uh, get some sleep. Lo and behold, I lose weight. And over the last two months, I've gained 10 of it back. And so I kind of came on last week and said, all right, here's what's the Well, here's the good news. After literally consistently, uh, gaining weight about every single week. It was just like, wow, another this and that. I The good news is I'm not down, but I didn't gain anything. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to take that as a victory. And I did find something that may have, because I was like, okay, it's it's really not that hard. Sometimes we want to uh, we want to make things harder than they need to be. So it's like, okay, here's my lifestyle before. McDonald's, no exercise, gallons of Mountain Dew, literally a day. And I was, you know, fat, for lack of a better phrase. You know what's funny? Can we take a quick 10-second tangent? Do you guys, anybody here remember the show Jake and the Fat Man? There was a show on network television called Jake and the Fat Man. And to me, I'm just like, I kind of miss the days when you could say the word fat on TV without somebody going, you're shaming me. But anyway, I digress. So uh, when you have something that's working and something that isn't, and then something did work and now it's not, it's really not that hard to figure out. You just kind of go, okay, what changed? This was working. What are you not doing? Well, I wasn't getting my steps in. I wasn't, I'm still not doing great on my water. Uh, I bought that fancy schmancy water bottle and I, I'm actually went back to good old fashioned, just 
water bottle, like a glass of water. And uh, I just tracked that in my Fitbit. And, uh, but I noticed something that I, 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 if you're a regular listener of the show, you know what I'm going to say. It's always about the food. And so I noticed in my, I've been using the Fitbit app. I've used my fitness pal in the past, uh, to me, six one away, half a dozen the other. And, uh, but I noticed with the Fitbit, and this also works in my fitness pal, they do this as a feature as you walk more, as you're more active it will automatically put in how many calories you've burned. So let's say for me, my goal is I try to eat 800 calories a day. If I do that consistently, weight comes off. But today I rode five miles on my bike and I have probably 12,000 steps on my Fitbit. I woke up and went, it was, Ohio has this thing called sunshine. It doesn't show up very often. When you do, you got to take advantage of it. And so I started off the day, and I just went right to this park. Literally, was climbing. They weren't mountains, but they were really big hills. I have 14,000 steps today. So I've had a really active day. Now, there's one thing to keep in mind with that. Well, let me finish my thought. According to Fitbit, I could eat another 8 million calories. And that's kind of the bad thing. If, if, so what I'm doing now is instead of looking at my Fitbit going, oh, it's green, I can eat more. I click on my little food item in my Fitbit app and I can see exactly how many calories I've eaten and going, oh, no, no, I'm already at, you know, 1900. We're good. So I'm, I'm a hundred over my goal, but my Fitbit is saying, you've got another 600 calories you can eat because you've been a just training monster today. Huh? Uh, so I'm not using that green light, red light thing. And that doesn't mean it's inaccurate. I'm just saying, for me, when I stay under 1,800 calories, which is hard, uh, but not impossible, I lose weight. So I think that's part of it. I've been just looking at it going, oh, it's green, I can eat. And then when I went back and looked at my stats, I was like, oh, wait, 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 wait. I'm way, way, way over. So, and I'm not saying that a Fitbit is inaccurate in how they calculate calories. I'm just saying, again, I know what works. And when I'm around 1,800, definitely under 2,000, I usually lose a little bit of weight. And then the other thing that's kind of, there are times when you go, why do you keep doing that? It's like you poke yourself in the eye and you go, oh, wow, that really hurt. And then somebody goes, oh, is there a problem with your eye? And you're like, yeah, watch this. And you poke yourself in the eye again. You're like, it really hurts when I do that. And there are certain foods. There's a restaurant almost in walking distance uh, here in Ohio called Rockney's, Rockney's Pub. And they make these these salads that are literally like, I don't know, four cups. They're huge. They're ginormous. They're literally, the bowl is the size of your head. I'm not exaggerating. It's, it's you, you remember Seinfeld, the big salad? It's the big salad. So it's a big salad and it's got a bunch of chicken in it. And the they line the bowls with pita bread, which I don't eat. But they also threw a fair amount of, of, but not a ton, of cheese on it. I think that, and I don't think there are croutons in it. There are, I think you can, I usually don't order mine with croutons. But they have this house salad that is to die for. And it almost looks like, I don't know, like if I had clogged arteries, if you cut my vein, I'm pretty sure this is the stuff that would come out. It just looks like goo, but it's yummy goo. So. 
there's this thing where you're like, oh, I'm eating healthy. Look at all this lettuce. Ooh, look, it's grilled chicken. And then I'm going to throw on top of it basically, you know, four tablespoons of fat and poppy seed or whatever the heck it is. Well, hello. And so literally every time I eat a Rock Knees Firestone salad, I step on the scale and go, oh, that went up. Oh, I poked myself in the eye. That hurt. Uh, if I go to Luigi's Pizza, it is a Akron, Ohio staple that is just chock full of uh, salt. And they make these salads again. Here we go again, thinking we're eating healthy. And literally what it is, it's a bowl of cheese with a little bit of you know, a couple leaves of iceberg on it and a tomato. So you're like, oh, I'm eating healthy. And then they dump about a gallon of Italian dressing on it. Now it's good. It's, oh, it's good. But I don't eat at Luigi's anymore. Because every time I do, I step on the scale the next day and it goes up. And it's not that, oh, well, maybe it's a chance that you didn't get enough sleep and you didn't drink your water. No, no, no. There are days when I have planned on going to Luigi's. So I eat a very light breakfast and I eat a very light lunch and I drink lots of water and I actually exercise. I get my 10th. I'll go to Luigi's the next day and wham, have a pound. Okay, quit poking yourself in the eye. Now, does that mean I'm never going to go to Luigi's Pizza again? No. But I'm not going to Luigi's anytime soon. Not if my goal is I want to lose weight. So, and there is that part of your voice in your head that says, hey, if there's seven days in a week, if I can do good on four, I think I mentioned this in the last episode, right? If I can do good on four, then okay, maybe the other three days aren't great. Uh, I'm still doing good on four. Uh, Cause let's say I, I, I lose, you know, a third of a pound, a third of a pound, a third of a pound. And, and just to make things easy, a third of a pound. So what that means is you've now lost 1.3 pounds. Great. Now the other three days you, uh, you gain a half a pound and a half a pound and a half a pound. Well, guess what? You're up 0.2 pounds. You got to do the math. So, yes, you're doing better on those days, but you're not doing as, you know, when you do bad, you do really bad. So these are the things I think that, that trick us into thinking that we're doing good. So I'm very, very, and I spent some money. I have a, one of my hobbies is I, I ride a 10-speed a lot. And I actually found a, a there's a, a path here in Ohio. Back, back in the day, they had uh, the Ohio Erie Canal. And basically, Ohio, there's not much to do here. And so they made the path where the mules used to pull this canal boat into this really cool flat path. Well, they now the rest of the state has made these bike paths next to old railroad tracks that are no longer in use or whatever. And uh, I was biking all over Kent State University today, and um, which was really a lot of fun and also made me feel like a dirty old man in some ways. Uh, but... Um, it was it was fun. My legs are really tired. And again, I was very proud of myself in the fact that I told myself, all right, this is really the first time I've I've really biked this year. It's it's really just it's just now getting into the sixties in Ohio here. And I my goal was let's let's bike twenty miles today. Well, yeah, great, and not be able to walk tomorrow. Because then how many calories are you losing when you're sitting around? So Remember, when you're getting into exercise, and I should say this just to cover my butt, if you're doing any kind of exercise, always consult your doctor because I'm not a doctor. So that's what's going on. I think the thing, the big thing to me that I went, oh, oh was the fact that I'm, I'm, and again, 
all these different apps do this where they'll they'll basically guesstimate how many calories you're burning. And I'm not saying that the Fitbit isn't accurate. I'm just saying if I really am serious about this, just focus on the food. And then do your activities and great. Let it say, look, you have 4 million calories you can eat today. I don't care. I'm going to stick with how many calories are in. That's what I control. So that's the one thing that uh, I have found at this point. So don't fall into that trap. Now, I know a lot of you like gadgets. So do I. And I've been playing with this thing called Fujucate. I, I told you last week, that's one of the problems. Is I was I was putting some of my food in Fujucate. I was putting the rest of it in Fitbit, and neither one of those things are talking to each other, and I just wasn't putting in my food. And I emailed them, and I said, is there any way that, like, Fujucate can sync with my my Fitbit? Because Fitbit connects to a lot of different apps, but not this one. And their solution was to use this thing called Sync Solver. So if you have an app or if you have a Fitbit and you want to use the Apple Health Program, now for me... I'm really surprised by the Apple health program because Apple kind of prides itself on making really easy to use software that's pretty. And the Apple health app on your iPhone or iPad, it does all this cool stuff of which I have no idea how to get it because I've, and this is a, from come a guy. I mean, I've helped people understand software for 20 years. And I look at this and go, where's the manual? Because I don't get it. I mean, I'll, I'll click on stuff and I'm like, oh, look, my heart's beating or something. But there's, I'm not really sure how to add stuff to it. Because I would like to track my blood pressure in there and things like that. It's not the most intuitive thing I've ever seen. But what if you are tracking things like steps and sleep and your food and things like that. And you'd like to do this. Because from what I've seen, and there's a video, if you go out to our website, logicalloss.com slash 324, you'll see why I have a video of this, and uh, it looks like it does some pretty cool stuff, and primarily, it looks like the Apple Health app has better reports than the Fitbit app. Could be. I think it's all of three bucks, so if you've ever wanted to connect your Apple Health app to your Fitbit, this will do it, and it'll basically, you can go Fitbit to Health, health to CSV or health to Fitbit. So if you'd rather have the health information or you can do the, you know, the double or the triple play, whatever you want to do. So I'm personally not going to probably play with that one. My whole thing is, is does that mean I'm then going to chew up a bunch of space on my phone for health data? So I'm not really sure. Again, I'm not a huge fan of the Apple health app. Now, if you are and you're like, Oh, Dave, you're missing. You got to let me know logicalloss.com slash contact. And uh, I would love to, uh, maybe I'm missing something there, but if if that's you and you're like, "Mm, I wish these two talk together, uh, that'll do it for you. All right, ladies, we need to have a talk. Yes, we do. Binge drinking. If you ever wonder what that is, they define it as four or more drinks within two hours. So you're you're on a pretty good clip. That has increased by 3.7% annually among older women. Not college kids, older women, but it held steady among older men. So women are drinking more than men. Uh, in a single decade from 2002 to 2012, the portion of women who drank rose from 44.9% to 
48.3. So that's up 4%. That's in a decade. While the proportion of male drinkers fell from fell from 57.4 to 56.1 in a single decade from 2002 to 2012. Um, that's the same line that's been copied twice. Never mind. A survey conducted by the Center for Disease Control, the CDC, between 2011 and 2013 indicated that 53.6% of women ages 18 to 44 were drinking and 18.2 were binge drinking. The CDC followed up with an alert that 3 million U.S. women were at risk of increasing their likelihood of sudden infant death syndrome and fetal alcohol spectrum disorders. So apparently it's not good for the baby. Duh! According to the National Institute of Alcohol Abuse and Alcoholism, known as the NIAAA, the gender gap has closed among teens, with about 20% of 17-year-olds drinking regularly. That's a lot. 20%. We're talking millions of kids. And 13% of those 17-year-olds are binge drinking. So when I saw that one stat, that the women went from 44.9% to 48.3, and the guys went from 57 down to 56, there's really one big conclusion here, and that is, of course, that men drive women to drink. I think that's really what we can learn from uh, from that. But it's just one of those things. I don't. To me, it's like I said. I I am biased on this. I was married to an alcoholic. Um, I have maybe three beers a year. You know, I'm a cheap date like that. You give me two beers, I can't feel my face. Uh, so, but it's just one of those things. I always want to say, just be careful with that. I talked about this uh, a couple months ago. It's a great HBO documentary. It just shows you how this stuff sneaks up on you, and all of a sudden you go, whoa, how did I I get here? So the other thing I wanted to talk about here, there's a book that I'm really close to buying. It's short. It's on Audible. You can get it for free. I'll put a link out in the show notes. Uh, It's like an hour and a half from this uh, Colonel Sanders. No, that's not him. Uh, Some big shot smarty, uh, a Navy SEAL guy. And uh, I can give you his name, uh, Admiral William H. McRaven. And I've got a link out in the show notes. He did a commencement speech that I wish he was at my commencement speech. It was like maybe 20 minutes, 10 things he learned. And he just kind of mentions that, you know, he he had this one thing where in a Navy SEAL, you basically just come in and they just make it do crap. Like go roll around in the sand and then put your clothes on. So you're like a sugar cookie, and it's not fun. And the, the, the lesson that you learn from that is life sucks. I'm like, wow, that's interesting. And uh, But he talks about how making your bed in the morning, A, somehow subliminally teaches yourself that little things matter. B, it's a way of something, I guess, of taking care of yourself and that your first impression of the day is you're taking care of yourself and you're doing the little things. And also when you come home, you don't go in your bedroom and go, ugh, cause there's just clothes everywhere. And I have found this. I took a couple weekends ago and cleaned out my car and I'm amazed at how better I feel getting into my car 
as opposed to, oh, this is embarrassing. I'm hope nobody's going to ride with me. So again, and what this book talks about is the discipline it takes to do these little things, but the fact that it's the little things you do that add up to big things. So I'm really close to buying this book. Plus, apparently this guy was in a, he jumped out of a plane and on Audible, they have, it's such a cliffhanger. He explains how he gets tangled up with another guy's chute. And he has two parachutes, one wrapped around each leg, and then they open. And according to the story I was listening to, they ripped off his legs. And I'm like, and then the story stops. And you're like, no, no, no. Oh. So I think I'm probably going to listen. The book's only like an hour and a half long. But uh, I have a link to this guy's YouTube video if you want to watch it out at uh, LogicalLoss.com. And it's this commencement speech, which is kind of a get out there and win one for the Gipper kind of speech. So um, he does point out that in life we do fail often, frequently. And he just kind of said, uh, don't quit. Again, kind of a duh. Yeah, you failed. You're not uh, going to do everything right. And that's okay. And uh, I wanted to uh, say thanks to uh, the folks who've been writing in. and. Oh, where is my website? I copied the the uh copied the comment. It didn't copy who sent it to me. So bear with me two seconds. I'll give you something to talk about. Why do we park in the driveway and drive in the parkway? This is from Laura. And she said, Uh, Dave, I love your podcast. Well, Laura, thank you so much for that. I look forward to it every week. Hey, that's why I'm here. Uh keep up the great work. Stay honest, stay true to yourself. You're such an inspiration for me. Well, thank you. Uh, it is kind of funny. I'm I'm in a documentary uh, called The Messengers. If you want to see it, they have a Kickstarter plan going on right now. If you go to supportthemessengers.com, it's all about podcasting. And in it, uh, they have me explaining the story where somebody wrote in and said, Dave, I, I listened to your podcast where you said, all you have to do to lose 100 pounds is quit thinking about the 100 pounds and just focus on losing 10 and then do it nine more times, and you'll lose 100 pounds, or 10 more times, however you want to do the math with that. And I said, and she did. Meanwhile, I'm not losing any weight, and that made that, they thought that was funny. They put that into uh, the movie. And uh, Laura says, my current struggle is cutting out the crap that's found its way back into my life. You know, it is interesting. We talked about this last week, that whole, yeah, it's not going to happen to me. It's not going to happen to me. And it's just, you know, in the same way that that admiral was talking about the little things, you know, for me, it's, I consider it a triumph if I go to the grocery store and I do not get a Reese's Cups, especially now with Easter. Holy cow. Every time you turn around, I'm pretty sure they're going to come out with like new from Reese's. It's Reese's tires. Get them for your car. Hungry? Just get out and take a big bite out of your tire. It's, they're getting, it's ridiculous. But Reese cups are hard to stay out of my life. Uh, Wendy's Frosties, I will sneak in and out. Right now, I'm on the I'm on the Frosty bandwagon, doing pretty good, doing okay with the uh, Reese cups. I purposely stay away from Dairy Queens. Dairy Queens are mm, the the Oreo cookie Blizzard. It taunts me. <laughs> so it is, and it's one of those things, again, when you do the wrong thing, what you're doing is you're practice doing the, you're practicing doing the wrong thing and you're just going to get good at it. So stop it. 
Laura says, hey, I lost 50 pounds. That is awesome. And uh, she's down to a sleek size eight. I wish I knew what that meant, but it sounds good. I haven't worn a dress in a while. Uh, but here's what Laura did. She cut out all the processed, nutritionless Frankenfoods. Yeah, I'm trying to find uh, snacks. Like I have apples and pears, but I, you know, to me, I'm like, and and granola bars aren't really, there's a lot of processed food there. I'm trying to find, somebody said there's some sort of uh, company that's doing protein cookies, which is one of those things I'm like, oh, okay, is that like a jumbo shrimp kind of thing? But they said, no, they're really good cookies and they're really good for you. And I'm like, ah, eh, easy there, big fella. Because <laughs> uh, there for a while, if you just tacked on the word breakfast, people thought it was healthy. New from Kellogg's, it's breakfast cookies. No. So uh, Laura says, yep, just like you, I was focused on hydration, real food, mainly meat and vegetables, sleep and fitness. That's what I was doing. Good for you. Uh, I lost weight by having as many four-star days as possible. There you go. And here's the thing. It took her nine months, but she's kept it off since 2011. Well, good for you. And I'm, I'm as I record this, it's Sunday. And the one thing that I, I'm told myself is, look, you beat the snot out of yourself today. You woke up, you're walking all over the, you you went for a, you know, hike for, I, I did whatever it was, 6,000 steps. This was like a half hour of hiking. Then later I rode my bike. You know, I got 14,000 steps by the end of the day. And there's a part of me that's saying, hey, if you wake up tomorrow and the scale doesn't move, that's okay. Because I've seen this happen too, where the next day nothing happens on the scale, but then the following day, if you don't lose your cool and go, oh, that's it. Pass me the Reese's. No, don't lose your cool. Sometimes it takes a second or two. It's a little delay for that to hit the scale. But stay true. Uh, Laura says, well, almost in terms of keeping things off. Truthfully, I'm bouncing around uh, her current weight she has. I don't know if she wants this public. It's in, it's in the comment, but I'm being polite. She says, I'm writing you because I got to nip this in the bud. Yep. I look good. I feel good. No, 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 no. Hey, I can still wear the same clothes. That's good. But everything is just a little too snug. Yep. And it's, here's the scary thing. Here's the scary thing you got to be careful of. For me, I dug out the shorts. All my shorts, um, they're not like sweatpants, but they have like a tie string. So you adjust how big that is. And it's really easy to just tie it till it's snug. And if you wear those all the time and all of a sudden you put your jeans back on and go, hey, what happened here? Oops. Yeah, be careful with all that stuff. Um, She says, I'm reeling it in here right now. Good for you. No cheats, no slips, no skipping exercise for 30 days. Wow. Good for you. 30 consecutive four-star days should get you back down to her target weight. There you go. And back on track to a lifeline of cleaning. Well, let me tell you this. He said, pulling up his Fitbit. Uh, I have been really good on getting not only my steps in, if I, I, like I said, today I got 14,000. That's not the norm, but that's because I woke up and I'm like, Hey, it's Sunday. It's a new week where it's going to kick this one in the butt. Oh, you know what? I blew it yesterday. I had, if I look back, I had close to, Oh, don't do that. Come on, Mr. Fitbit. Um, let me see here. How many days did I have? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I had 10 days in a row. 
of 10,000 steps or more. And then Saturday, what was I doing Saturday? Oh, I was taking care of my sister. Um, and then today I had my 14,000. Speaking of that, uh, take care of yourself. A friend of my sister's who's younger than I am, so he's probably maybe 50, uh, had brain cancer, found out he had some sort of, I don't know what kind of cancer it was, but basically found out about it a month ago and now he's gone. I was like, wow. So hug your kids, hug your wife, tell your mom you love her because you just, man, you just never know. And uh, it really cut out my sister's legs, um, which was kind of interesting because I was there when she found out and she was actually okay for a while. And then I took her to the grocery store and in the middle of the grocery store, she just literally just melted down. I was like, oh, please, please not here. So that was a lot of fun. Um, but Laura, thanks for uh, the email. And she said, you know, we can do this. So that was cool. We got this, right? We got this. Fist bump. We'll, we'll do a little virtual fist bump here. And I am. I, I started off today. I, I think I, you know, hopefully I didn't overdo it. My legs are a little tired today. And uh, the other thing I did is I went out and bought myself a new chair for the the office here. And I bought, I'm hoping this is going to work. I'm not really that worried about comfort. I had a really nice leather chair with a big high rest. This one does not because it turns out the big high rest, I never used it. If anything, I have, I have fairly horrible posture in um, in the chair. And I bought one of these with like a mesh because, um, let's see, how can we say this? There'll be much less butt sweat with this chair. So I'm looking forward to that. Speaking of that, I might buy one of these. They're still not cheap, doggone it. But I bought the chair at Office Max, and Office Max had a standing desk that was adjustable. You kind of grabbed this little handle and pulled up, and when you let go, it locked in place. And I was a little weary about that because I'm like, there's nothing on this desk. It looks great right now, but when I throw two monitors and a bunch of other stuff on it, how's that going to work? But 350 bucks. that's the cheapest standing desk I've seen that was adjustable. The one I saw at Ikea was 500 bucks, And uh, to me, that's still a little too much. Uh, but I, I would like to get a standing desk. I think that would be cool because I sit on my butt. My day job now is where it used to be. My day job was standing up in front of a classroom. Now I'm helping people on a computer doing support. And I would like to get a standing desk. I do make a about every two hours. I get up and walk around the block. It's a joy of working from home. So that is going to do it for uh, this episode of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. And uh, if you if you end up using that syncing thing, let me know how it works. And because uh, I'm like, mm, that might be cool. And especially if I, I keep using this Fuju Kate, which I'm probably not. I mentioned that before. When you get too many, too many um, irons in the fire, really tracking your food is all about discipline. And when you add another app where you have to, if you're doing double entry, then it just makes it harder. So thanks so much for tuning in. Also, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And by that, I mean, thank you for everyone who's been going to LogicalLoss.com slash support and using the Amazon banner. It doesn't cost you an extra dime to do any kind of shopping. Uh, And for those of you who have been nice enough to donate, it helps keep the lights on here, pays for the media hosting, pays for the website hosting, pays for the email hosting, all that other fun stuff that takes money out of my wallet. I deeply appreciate it. And, uh, you know, like Laura said, we got this, right? I'm really excited to talk to you next week because I feel right now, I feel good. I knew that I would. (laughs) 
Hey, and uh, I think I'm on the right track again. So, and if not, I'm going to pick myself up, but I'm, I'm really expecting good things this week. So do that yourself. Think positive, do positive and uh, positive will come your way. So thanks so much for listening to logical weight loss podcast. We'll see you again real soon. Until then I leave you with my favorite Jillian Michaels quote. And that is why are you choosing failure when success is still an option? Come on now. Take care. God bless. We'll see you again real soon. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. If you're listening to this on a website, please consider subscribing to us for free in iTunes by going to LogicalLoss.com forward slash iTunes. You can contact me via email by sending an email to Dave at LogicalLoss.com or call in your comments toll free 888-563-3228. You can sign up for our free newsletter and participate in our forums at our website, which is LogicalLoss.com. Our theme music is courtesy of SkinnySongs.com. Thanks again for listening. You know, they say knowledge is power. Knowledge is only power when it's acted upon. You can do this. Live right. Lose weight. Live long. I just want to be thin. I don't deny it.